0: Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you?
1: Healthy and alive, as usual. Yourself?
0: As my voice already starts to get scratchy and go, because we've been here for 90 minutes. Again, before we decided we were actually gonna get started, but lot to cover, lot A lot of stuff that we're not going to cover uh, that we went over because it's just... Some of it's relevant to what we're going to discuss and some of it's not. Today, I know I said yesterday, I know know that I said yesterday that it was going to be an abbreviated podcast, but today... It's literally going to be an abbreviated podcast. It's not going to be an hour long like it was yesterday. Uh, We are going to jump out of here a little bit early today. But uh, I tell you what, let's start with and I know we talked about boosters yesterday. So let's just kind of pick up where we left off with that. I know we talked about the Rittenhouse thing. We're waiting on a verdict now. Uh, And so we're going to see uh, how that's going to uh, to turn out. I know we kind of talked yesterday about boosters and Fauci and Gates kind of did their thing. You notice their interviews were just a couple of days apart and they both basically said the same thing. Gates was talking about how, oh, well, uh, we haven't really seen any therapeutics and the vaccines. I mean, we're going to need a better way to do them, meaning they don't work. And then Fauci was on the New York Times podcast and said the same thing. Now the focus is going to be on boosters because, uh, well... Uh, the the uh, the waning immunity is is going to start kicking in. Boris is talking about boosters. All the European nations are now talking about boosters. Of course, the Australians they were the first to talk about boosters, but they're on an opposite weather pattern as us, so I they can think, play it. They can play it with the cold weather. I
1: don't think that's. I don't think that's what. Uh, I don't think that's what uh, Gates was getting at. That they need better vaccines. That that would be logical thinking. That would be.
0: Um, no, he said we need a better efficient. way to do vaccines. We we need a
1: better way uh-huh. to do vaccines. That's what he said. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do vaccines. Mandate them. Oh uh, yeah. Give them. Uh-huh. Not not do gotcha. as in make or, uh-huh. or, or or better produce them. I, uh-huh. I think it's I think it was you didn't have enough uptake. You didn't have enough of the population jump on board with your agenda. So we need to find a better way to convince the population to take the the jab. Easy.
0: There's an easy way to do that. Go away. I mean, that's the easiest way to convince somebody. Go away. Shut up. We don't want to hear you anymore. We don't want to look at you anymore. That's the best way to do this. We were talking last week and and you brought up the point and I wholeheartedly concur with you and, and we've said it many, many times here before. All these so-called elites, if they wanted any of this, like if they want to achieve any of these things that they're talking about, they can have them. As in, they can get the population to do these things. All they have to do is leave people alone. And people will naturally gravitate towards those things anyway. If you leave people alone and you let them innovate and push their way up and and break the boundaries of what they believe is possible, then what happens? What happens? Historically speaking, what happens when you have nations that are left alone and they can industrialize and they can produce as much as they can possibly produce and they can excel in areas and reach their maximum levels of achievement, what happens? The populations start declining. It's not because of whatever Nahel Gates says, well, if people have good health, they have less children. That's garbage. That's garbage. People in the third world aren't dying because they don't have vaccines. They're dying He's because right. they don't have clean water.
1: He's right. When people have good health, what is considered reproductive health?
0: Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair point. But the, the aspect that surrounds it is w- when you get to a certain point... In society, your focus becomes about what you do. For example, uh, let's look at uh, let's look at the Germans. Right, their population is their their population is dying out anyway. Uh, Their demographics are probably like the second or third worst in the world, uh, next to Japan and China. What does that mean? What happened? Well, they were so productive after the end of the war because we jump started their economy through the Marshall Plan. They were so productive that they focused. On producing bigger and better things as a society. They were focused on producing better cars, a higher standard of living, more efficient ways of doing things, lower cost of production, and a higher value product. That's what society became focused on. Therefore, people's focus became about that, about being better and more efficient and more productive and more profitable in their own lives. Therefore, they took their focus away from having children. Why do you think they have 9, 10, 12, 15 kids in these third world countries? Because there's no opportunity. There's nothing for them to do.
1: Can that get any more stereotypically German? That's true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, that that fits the stereotype that, that we get uh, of Germany. That's uh, great.
0: Such an industrious, efficient people. Yes. But anyway, OK, I, I'm, I'm drifting already. Boosters. Let's get back on topic here. Boosters. OK, so Biden and his administration are apparently pushing ahead with boosters. I haven't seen anything about this, but you say you found something on it. What are they actually doing? Because I'm not hearing that coming out of... Uh, of anything that I'm seeing over here, so what, what's the deal?
1: They're beginning the processes to expand uh, the authorization for boosters, uh, and they're looking at potentially mandating uh, these boosters. Basically, they're saying the argument of, well, only thirty percent, thirty-six percent of Americans over sixty-five have had a booster shot. Well, if uh, for every month that goes by, well, your immunity wanes, so we need to we need to get you in with a booster. Uh, so that's basically, our, th- that's basically the argument, is your immunity is waning because these vaccines don't work against other variants, so we have to get you in with a booster. The problem is is the booster isn't um, uh, something new. It's the same thing as the alpha variant vaccine, so it's not going to do anything. But nonetheless, they're, they're, they're going ahead and looking at trying to uh, uh, institute a booster, the third jab. Um, mandate. Uh, you already have some states that are uh, looking at doing that, but you have a large amount of skepticism. Um, we have a large amount of uh, states, uh, I say a large amount, uh, basically the red states that have any kind of gutso about them, the gusto, they, they, they're, they're filing lawsuits and, and going after them. But And other organizations are filing lawsuits uh, against the Biden administration. In fact, Lawsuits in general about uh, not being able to have ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or any pharmaceutical drug, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so we'll 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 see where this goes, but they're they're entering posturing to uh, begin mandating it. It's the same thing they were doing with the mandate for the first and second jab. Uh, They're looking at now a, a booster. So. How do you mandate Same posturing they'll probably but, mandate it
0: but how do you man no but this goes back to the point I was I was asking earlier how do you mandate it when you have a product that's not any different you, you tried to mandate the first one, in areas where you thought you could, but you actually can't. First and foremost, let's just throw all this out the window because all of this is illegal anyway. This is experimental. This is not approved. This is still under emergency use use authorization. So you can't mandate something like that. That's first and foremost. Second, the government cannot mandate something like that. And and I love these lawyers that say, oh, well, there's nothing saying they can't. Uh, Yes, there is, gentlemen. It's called the Second Amendment. That prevents them from mandating anything upon you. Now, how do you mandate a booster, which is exactly the same as the original first shot. How do you do that? How do you do that? Because if there's a hold, if there's a freeze by the federal courts on the first mandate, well, then why are they pushing ahead with a booster when it's just more of the same?
1: Yeah. And there is a federal, I think it's the fifth court, uh, fifth circuit has put a, uh, a, a stay order or, uh, basically a cease and desist on the mandate. Um, it, they, they initially did one as a, like, a injunction. So it was temporary. And then they did another one here this week or last week. It's a permanent stay. So the only way this is going to get fought is in the Supreme Court at this point, assuming they follow their own standards and and listen to the, the federal court. But as you would expect, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci has said um, it, it, it's extremely important that people go in to get the booster. Uh, and he's very hopeful that, um, soon the situation where there won't be any, con- uh, confusion about who should get and who should not get the booster. Oh. Uh, he says that in his opinion, boosters are ultimate going, uh, ultimately going to be a part of your standard right. regimen. And Uh not just a bonus.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That sounds oddly familiar to uh, Boris Johnson. We played a small clip of Boris here yesterday on boosters, but he also had this to say on what this could mean for Christmas in the U.K., BBC news
2: Thank you, prime minister can you categorically rule out a christmas lockdown and how dependent is that on booster jabs? thanks fergus This uh, everybody has been asking this for for some time now and all i can do is is humbly repeat the uh, the mantra that we don't see anything in the in the current data that leads us to think that we need to go to to plan b uh, which is as you know uh, several steps short of a of a lockdown, but nonetheless would require more restrictions. We don't see any uh, any anything in the data that says we have to go now to, to Plan B. Um, but clearly, we cannot rule anything out. And the most important thing people can do to prevent further uh, MPIs from being taken is to non-pharmaceutical interventions, that is. Um, which um, have not worked. Get the boosters. You know, it's going well. Which the Numbers are climbing. Twelve point six million is a, is a huge number to to have hit. The GPs are, are hitting it out of the park again. They're doing an amazing job. The, the the and they're getting loads of jabs into into loads of arms. And we're now at seventy five percent for uh, the over seventies. Uh, more for uh, for for the for the over uh, seventy five to seventy nine groups and for the over eighties. It's, it's it's starting to build a lot of momentum. But we need to see those fifty plus groups and the sixty plus groups who can also wind up in hospital very very easily uh getting their booster as soon as as soon as you're called forward to get it that's the best protection uh we can have um but you know to repeat i see nothing in the data at the moment that makes me
0: think we have to go at the moment at the Uh, moment uh uh-huh at the moment you know here here's a guy who who said the booster (laughs) the booster is going to give you the best protection at this point isn't that what he just said that's going to give you the best protection. Yeah. Now, a few weeks ago, he was singing a
1: different tune, wasn't he? While you're pulling that clip, I, you remember, what was it, uh, Radcliffe? Is that, is that what his name was? The, the previous CDC director? Uh, Redfield, Robert Redfield. Redfield. Do you remember what he said when he was holding up a mask in, in front of, uh, I don't remember if it was in front of Congress. I think it was in front of Congress. But he holds up a mask and says, this mask is more effective than uh, any vaccine for COVID-19. You know what? He's probably right. An N95 mask is probably more effective than any COVID vaccine versus the current strains of COVID. That is to say both are ineffective, but uh, the mask is more effective, uh, ironically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and here's Boris on uh, on the boosters. Now, he just got done saying getting a booster is going to be the best level of protection you can get, right? Isn't that what he just said?
2: A lot of protection against uh, serious illness and death, but it doesn't uh, protect you against catching the disease, and it doesn't uh, doesn't protect, protect you against passing it on. So now is the time to get your booster.
0: Now is the time to get your booster. And, of course, you can't forget about... What do we call him at this point? The uh, the premier of Victoria, Dan Andrews. You can't forget about what he had to say about the booster program down there. Listen to this. You will have to be vaccinated. Because the, the, the virus doesn't much care what you're going shopping for, it just doesn't. And you will you will
2: spread it, uh, you will make the job of our nurses harder. And if you're choosing to not be vaccinated, well, that is the wrong choice to make. I, I, I hope, and we'll play our part in this, like a month before, your six months is up, uh, then uh, you will get a message and your vaccination certificate, the thing that gets you the green tick, you'll be prompted. To go, and book, uh, to go and book a uh, time to go and have your booster shot. There may be state clinics in that, or it might be all done through GPs and pharmacy. That hasn't been worked worked through yet. We're happy to play our part, though. Uh, so it'll be about the maintenance of your vaccination status.
0: It'll be about the maintenance of your vaccination status. Oh, yeah. See, it's not two and done. No, see, they're moving ahead on all fronts on the booster program. See, the rollouts... In the beginning, the fourteen. How, how do you go from fourteen days to flatten the curve to this? How, how do you do that? Twenty-one days, thirty days. I don't. I don't care. Pick whichever number you want. Doesn't matter. That was a lie. But are you going to believe the data coming out of the Chinese Communist Party? Because I'm certainly not. I'm not. Now the cases, because we didn't have the uptakes and we didn't have the introduction of the vaccine last year. We had cases they lied about the cases. We had a case-demic last year. They had the PCR test. They can't use the PCR test anymore because everything that involved the PCR test had a hole blown in it, and they can't use it anymore. So they've pulled the PCR test, and they say, oh no, those were inaccurate, ignoring the fact that they ruined our economy last year, and they ruined people's lives last year because of it. Now they have vaccines and nothing else. So they tried to get the uptakes. Do you want my honest opinion? And this is just my honest opinion. The reason they're behaving like this is because I believe you probably have about a third of the populations in these countries that are actually vaccinated. That's what I think. I think once the numbers hit that wall around, I want to say midsummer. once those numbers hit that wall, they didn't know what to do. And so they started spinning out of control ever since. And now they've been trying to buy their time to get back to the normal cold and flu season. What happened to the cold and flu? What happened to that? Where did that go? Last year, we had in the United States, we had 1,822 cases of the flu. The year prior to that, we had 38 million. Where did it go? They're outlawing the cold and flu. That's what they're doing. They're making it illegal for you to get sick. In reality, that's what they're doing. But see, Now it's about boosters. They tried to push the vaccines coming out of the cold and flu season last year and get the uptakes going into the summer. And they got it probably about until I want to say about July, mid-July, somewhere along in there. After they had all the fools double jabbed, no one else was taking it. Then they started on the lotteries and the food and the the beer and the you know the alcohol and the free guns and the savings bonds and all the rest of it that's when they started all of that they got entered into lotteries and stuff now they're giving out free scholarships to the 5 to 11 year olds that do the uptake of course if they're actually going to make it that long the hospital i heard it this morning there's a doctor in a hospital in st louis they said that they started vaccinations of five to eleven year olds last week. This week, they have a three hundred percent increase in emergency room visits for five to eleven demographic. And you are going to tell me, for various things, you are going to tell me that oh, well, it's just coincidence. You, you, that's what you are going to tell
1: me? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just coincidence. You know, kids are inside more, so they're they they have more things that they can get injured with. So a three hundred percent. Yeah, it doesn't. It, this is. The the level of um, evil we're dealing with here just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Um, yeah, th- th- that's, that's the only thing I can conclude on this. When all the data is showing that there's side effects to this, especially among young people, and yet the government, businesses, hell, even the other people that have taken the vaccine are pushing others to take the vaccine. If you were truly scared of the virus, okay, if you were truly, uh, you know, I'll use an example of a gun somebody pulls a gun on you, most people aren't going to charge you and run after you and start hounding you and dogging you because you're uh, holding a gun, right? Typically, that's the average person. They're not going to do that because um, you might get shot. Whereas with this virus, you might catch the virus and die, right? 50% of Democrats or 80 or some percent of Democrats thought that 50% of people that caught COVID ended up in the hospital. So basically it was a flip of a coin, whether or not you were going to live or die if you caught COVID. By the way, it was a flip of a double-sided coin. Like it was a rigged coin. You, you were going to survive it majority of the time. Anyway, uh, that, that's a side note. If they were so scared of the virus, they would not be running at you, telling you to put on a mask, go get jabbed, blah, blah, blah. All the rhetoric that they've been doing, that that's not what it is. What it is, is you're not following uh, the edicts of the tribe. You're not on board with what the tribe is saying. This is all that it, it's tribalism. It, it's nothing more. This is politics. It is not science. It is not about your health and safety or any of those BS answers they give you or reasons they tell you to get jabbed. No, this is this is just capitulate.
0: Do what it's we evil. tell you to do. It is evil. Do what we tell you to do. That's what it is. That's what it is. And the Austrians, my God, they're uh, they're they've got the police down there stopping people at checkpoints. How far have we fallen? The birthplace of Adolf Hitler, for God's sake! I, I just you would I, think I uh, you, of you all would think. people, yeah, yeah, you know,
1: you would think that that but area you know what? of the world would you know you what. Know,
0: You know what? I I honestly, I I think that uh, this is exactly what we called it, though. As these people begin to lose even faster, just as we suspected, they were going to get more and more crazy and insane and out of control. And that's where they are. They're in that bunker. Never forget where they are. They are in that bunker. They are losing. Their ideas are losing and they're losing at rapid pace every day. Those protests are getting larger every week. Every week. And I suspect with the rollout of these booster programs, as they're as they're saying, oh, well, you're going to lose your vaccination status. Uh Uh-huh. Because what are they doing? They're starting with the 80 and above and the 70s and the 60s. And you heard Boris, oh, we need to get those 50s, no sixties. We got to get those. And then they'll just start working it down, just like they do every time. They'll just step it down to the next age bracket. That's what they'll do. And what they're going to do. Is they're going to start revoking people's vaccination status on their nice little passports that they have. That's going to wake people up even faster. So those people, and you'll have some people that'll take those, right? Yeah. And I've already I already know some people that are that are lining up to get their booster. Why? Why? Quite frankly, uh, as Dr. Mike Yaden said, you'll be dead from toxicity after you start taking two, you know, two or three of these things. You'll be gone. That's it. It doesn't yeah, but- matter what's in them
1: you, you got to get the you've got to get the booster because it's so effective it's just it does such a good job the vaccine yes. yeah that you had yeah. to get a second jab and you need a booster it's because it's so effective it's and just it- and it it's part of the regiment. It's just part,
0: it's gonna be part of the regimen, you know. Just that it's gonna be added right to it. And and it's just it's gonna be easy, it's gonna be convenient, and and it's it, it's gonna it's gonna protect you. Yeah, it's it's gonna protect
1: you because you have a waning immune
0: system now. Last point on that, because uh, yeah, go last on. Last point on this.
1: They're making a thousand dollars a second, these vaccine companies. A thousand dollars a second in profit, not in just income coming in, profit. So uh Tell me again that these vaccines are um, necessary and, uh, you know... Highly effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's highly effective at lining their pockets. Safe Safe and effective. Yeah, right, right. It's highly effective at Lining their pockets with cash. Are you saying that they're doing this because of money and not because of people's
0: health? What's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically what I'm
0: saying. Here. How dare you? How dare you? All right, let's let's get off that. All right, that, that's that's enough COVID today. Let, let's get off that. I, I'm just as sick of hearing about it as probably the listener is. They're probably tired of hearing about it too. I think we're all sick of it. Representative Adam Schiff, you know the crazy guy with the eyes, you know the 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 whack job up there on the hill, the guy that's over the
1: January sixth committee. Are are you are you serious? It was also over the, the Trump impeachment hearings. Yeah, the Steele
0: dossier thing, the Gate thing, yeah.
1: uh, all of that, yeah. you know,
0: which which, yeah. which turned out to be complete and utter nonsense. He was on every news network every day saying, oh, we've got the rock solid proof. It's there. It's coming. We've got the smoking gun. We've got the witness, mm-hmm. which was Eric mm-hmm. Charamelo, by the way, but he didn't know who it was. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, He didn't know who it was. everybody else knew who it was, but he didn't know who it was. The whistleblower. Uh, but he had the proof. It was it was rock solid. It was coming. They, they had it. It was it
1: was getting ready to be presented and we still haven't seen it. We're, we're still waiting on it. The, the media also pointed out that all the information that they were uh, that was in the Steele dossier was mostly true. Mostly. True. Meaning uh, yeah. a few years uh, after
0: the fact, when now nobody cares, now they're admitting, oh yeah, it was all a bunch of lies and nonsense. And it mm-hmm. was just, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it was. That was Hillary Clinton covering up for her email scandal and running a deflection. That's all it was. That's all that was about. In my opinion, that's, that's what it was. Because she got caught running the dead drop server in her bathroom closet or whatever it was, And they were paying her for information. They they were paying her people for information. She was coughing up classified
1: information to foreign nationals. I mean, possibly because at the same time, Trump met with the same people uh, to do opposition research.
0: Yeah, but that opposition
1: research, that was to find dirt on her and her campaign. Right, right. Well, they went in and and were looking at information from this same group. And they were like, yeah, the stuff you got is, not. this is BS. We're out. And they pulled out in the mi- middle of the meeting. And then obviously we, th- this is how we got the Steele dossier. So, um. Which was uh, a piece of BS in and of itself. It's probably the same dossier that they just changed the names. Instead of saying Hillary, it, w- it was Trump, you know, so. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Adam Schiff, who, that's the guy over the,
0: uh, it was over the, the Trump-Russia thing and now he's over the, the January 6th committee. Really? You're going to answer to this guy? Seriously? Why well,
1: it's because he's he's bursting forth with so much trust from the American people. It, it's uh-huh. just
0: trust. Okay. <laughs> Representative Adam Schiff. Now I know this might shock you. I know that this might shock you. Representative Adam Schiff met with a former chairman of the Chinese Communist Party's foreign influence operations.
1: What?
0: Yeah, I I no, know, I know. It's, so... it's 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 shocking. Yeah, it's it's a shocking allegation, and it really is.
1: Mm. Little enhancement here little enhancement there
0: just a little bit yeah just i mean Mm -hmm. everybody does does well with a little enhancement don't they Yeah. Everybody everybody does well with a little enhancement. Representative Adam Schiff. uh, By the way, this is out of the National Pulse. Again, Raheem Kassam and Natalie Winters. Fantastic work. Great expose they did on this. Representative Adam Schiff met with a Chinese Communist Party official previously responsible for spearheading the regime's foreign influence operations on a visit to Washington, D.C., sponsored by the China United States Exchange Foundation. We have a China (laughs) China United States Exchange Foundation? Really? Why? 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 That, that's like saying we have a, a US. This is like back in the back in the 70s, saying we have a, a United States and Soviet Union exchange foundation. How well would that have gone over with McCarthy
1: and the HUAC committee? Not well. Um, well, it turns out we did actually have an exchange. And now one of those exchange students is now being recommended for the administration. So
0: the comptroller, yeah, the currency yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> who says, yeah, we're going to bankrupt everything. We're, we're going to bankrupt all all the businesses. We're going to bankrupt yeah. all the all the energy sector. We're literally going to bankrupt this entire country, and we're going to yeah, control she, everybody's money.
1: She believes that the Iron Curtain fell because she wasn't there to help run things, keep it from collapsing. Yeah,
0: yeah, see, comrade, the the reason that it fell is because it wasn't done correctly. That's why it fell.
1: Well, to be fair, it, it, it's kind of like um um what is it. Uh, there's a name for it when you've survived uh, a catastrophe and your survivor's guilt. And you're like, Uh well, if I would have done more, I could have saved people. I I will give her some credit and say it could be survivor's guilt uh, in that a little bit, because she really did love the Soviet Union. Keep in mind, she was one of the oligarchs, if you will. She was one of the ones that was uh, uh, the, the elite. She was pampered. She had uh, a great life schooling was all paid for she did not see the um well starvation and slums basically that the 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 rest the rest oh, of the well that's okay she's going to yeah she's going to
0: create it now so because well i mean she's she's feeling guilty i mean this is kind of like what george soros is that he i believe he has survivor's guilt and so now he has a a destructive way about himself to literally destroy what he survived in the same manner <laughs> It's disgusting. I
1: won't give give Soros the same kind of leeway. Really? He's just scum he's just gone. <laughs> Fair he's just he's, yeah. he's a freaking Nazi. That's all he is. Uh, I, yeah. I won't a literal, give him that, a, literal that benefit. A, a literal, a literal Nazi, Nazi. literal yeah. Nazi. You couldn't make it up.
0: All this stuff that's going on. You notice we haven't talked about the Poland and, and Belarus thing. That is 110 percent George Soros, 110 percent. Those people, Bruce, we saw the video yesterday. Those people are being dropped off at the border in taxis not Ubers, they're being dropped off by taxicabs. Do you have any yeah, idea marked. how expensive taxi cabs, yeah, clearly marked, do you have any idea how expensive taxi cabs are in Europe? Who's paying for that? Who on earth is paying for that? They're getting out in brand new clothes. Who's giving them the food? Who's giving them the water? Who's giving them the smartphones? The new clothes and everything that they're wearing? The, and they're all wearing black, by the way. Uh, black block? Hello? Antifa? Anybody putting two and two together here? Anyway, back to shift. Man, I'm drifting all over the place today. Uh, the foundation known as QSEF, for short, has been flagged by the U.S. government for seeking to influence foreign governments to take actions or adopt positions supportive of Beijing's preferred politics. Is that the one China policy? Is that their preferred politics, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be their preferred politics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a key promoter, who uh, which Schiff was, of the uh, Trump Russia collusion hoax, and leading member of the January 6th committee, which is unconstitutional, by the way. Representative Schiff met with officials from the documented Chinese Communist Party-linked foreign influence group in October 2009. That's been quite some time ago. He's been enhanced. And had those lavish dinners. Isn't that what the mainstream media was dealing with at the same time? Right around then, All the mainstream media outlets, they were taken out to these lavish dinners and parties and everything. It was all paid for by the Beijing
1: and the Chinese Communist Party and their, their groups and their front groups. Yeah, it would, it would take a little bit more um, investigation and digging in. But that's about the time period that we started really see, seeing a shift in uh, the media and uh, basically society, if you will, in the West. Or at Obama. least here in the U.S., that's when we started really seeing that shift. Yeah, that's true. Obama. Obama. So, yeah, it was that time period. Yeah. Uh,
0: Schiff recently turned his attention to uh, former Trump campaign chief Steve Bannon. Yes. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about Bannon yesterday, but Bannon's been uh, been arrested. Uh, well, actually, he turned himself in. I mean, it doesn't really qualify. And you know what? He got subpoenaed by this B.S. committee anyway. I'm not going to show up to that. Uh, For what? For what? I'm going to sit there and I'm going to have to answer to these these traitors and these scum Uh, carrying out what? Uh, Some illegal kangaroo court questioning? I'm not going to answer anything. I have nothing to say to those people. In fact, those are elected officials. They work for us, the American taxpayer. I have questions for them. I don't have uh, a bunch of questions that I'm going to answer for them. It's not going to happen. You can forget it, but I have plenty of questions for them. More than enough. Uh, so Bannon is is uh, a a China hawk, and he's been raising questions as to whether or not uh, the congressman, meaning Adam Schiff uh, for California's twenty eighth congressional district, is working to neutralize critics of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, do you do you think that he's working for the Chinese Communist Party? Do, do you do you think that Adam Schiff is possibly working for the Chinese? Do you, do you, really? I mean, after hearing this. I mean, could you honestly say that, that U.S. congressmen are on the take of, uh, of
1: the CCP? I, I can't imagine where they'd ever get such an idea. Well, I was just going to say, at the very least, he's not, um, they're not working for the American people. No. So whether it's China or whether it's Soros or any other organization, does it matter in the end? I mean, they're not working for you, no. as the American people. They're not they're representing still, you. So
0: they're still guilty of treason, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and subversion. You know, we, where where do we stand on sedition anymore? We we do hold people for sadistic acts against the United States, don't we? I mean, if you undermine a government, I don't care if it's the United States or or, or the UK or whoever. If you work to un, if you're in government and you work openly to undermine that government, that's called sedition. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, the China U.S. Exchange Foundation's website reveals it sponsored the visit of Chinese Communist Party official uh, Zhu. Quang Di, I'm, I'm, I legitimately try to get that right to the U.S., including a stop in Washington D.C. The former mayor of Shanghai, Zhu, also served as the chairman of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, which is the highest-ranking entity overseeing China's controversial United Work United Front Work Department. The United Front has been described by the U.S. government as a comprehensive foreign influence operation that Beijing uses to, quote, co-opt and neutralize sources of potential opposition to the policies and authority of its ruling Chinese Communist Party and influence foreign governments to take actions or adopt positions supportive of Beijing's preferred policies. Uh, Bianzu's leadership role within the United Front, his trip sponsor, the China-U.S., uh, whatever the hell it is the um the China United States Exchange Foundation functions as one of several united fronts or united front groups weaponized by the Chinese Communist Party to target American elites chusef's website highlights Representative Schiff as one of Zhu's key meetings during his visit to Washington, D.C. It says, and I'm quoting from their website, in Washington, D.C., Professor Zhu met with Congressman Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California, Congressman David Wu, who was a Democrat from Oregon, and representatives of think tanks. Well, we all know how great think tanks are, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's where a lot of this COVID garbage has been coming from, is a lot of these ridiculous government-funded think tanks. So they had previously talked here uh, before at this uh, this publication about how um, the China-U.S. Uh, Exchange Foundation has obtained favorable coverage from American journalists and former congressmen by offering... This is part of the enhancement, uh, comrade. Uh, by offering free trips to China, according to Foreign Agent Registration Act, or FARA filings. The trips function as part of... Chusev's broader effort to effectively disseminate positive messages to the media, key influencers, and opinion leaders, and the general public regarding the Chinese Communist Party—that sounds like pure enhancement, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I would, uh, I would say so. You know, if if this were, (laughs) if this were any other president and any other uh, DOD, DOJ, these people would be investigated. Um, The problem is, is uh, I, I think the Biden administration as a whole. Is just as guilty as this uh, of this.
0: Yeah, see th- this this thing right here about uh, offering free trips to China, according to uh, the Foreign Agent Registration Act. See th- this stuff right here. Okay, this is nothing new. Now it might be to those that are reading it for the first time. Okay, granted, this is nothing new. The Soviet Union used to do exactly this right here. Exactly this. They used to sponsor trips. For Americans and Westerners in general to go to Moscow and attend the Lenin School and learn about the ways of the party, learn about their successes and their achievements and what they're doing to help the people of the world. Yeah, that's what they used to do. And one such, well, wasn't really a senator at the time, but one such politician who was a mayor at the time took one of those trips to Moscow. And there he enjoyed the trips around Russia to learn about the glorious revolution and how they've brought so many people to, uh, <laughs> how am I doing with this communist propaganda? <laughs> brought so many people to unchained achievements and and, and, and to uh, the height of their production. And yeah, well, it was really, they just, yeah, they, they had 40 million people starved to death in that country. But anyway, that, that was a tragedy in and of itself. Uh, but the politician I'm speaking of, uh, his name was Bernie Sanders. He spent time over there going to those trips like this. To Russia the man honeymooned in the Soviet Union who does that who who does that Bill de Blasio uh, excuse me Warren Wilhelm Jr. who is the mayor of New York who masquerades with the name Bill de Blasio for whatever reason I don't know I think it was to gain favor by the the families up there I think that's what it was he honeymooned in Cuba what does does anybody need to see anything else I mean for God's sake Bernie Sanders he got thrown out of the hippie commune because he wouldn't clean the floor. And you know what he did? He went down to South America, to Nicaragua, where he learned from the Sandinistas down there, which was a communist revolutionary group. I mean, for God's sake. Anyway, what I'm I'm saying is, is that this enhancement that, that they're calling it is nothing new. These trips to these communist countries, that's nothing new that's what they do. They bring in high level people. They bring in influencers, people from the media, people from universities, academia and all the rest of it. City mayors, people that are basically just off the radar that are not really mainstream. They want the person that's off in the corner that you don't notice. That's the point of it. They will put influencers in groups that will be sitting off in the meeting somewhere influencing the person that's running the meeting when they're not actually running the meeting. If you've got a group of Marxists that are meeting, say, for like a trade unionist meeting, the person that's the union boss, he's not the union boss. He's the person that they've put up there. The person that's running the meeting is the guy sitting in the corner with the notepad that you're not paying attention to. That's how they operate. This is the same thing. They teach people in Marxist Tactics when they go to these countries. That's what they learn when they're there. And when you have trips that function as part of the broader effort to effectively disseminate positive messages to the media, key influencers, and opinion leaders, and the general public regarding the Chinese Communist Party, what on earth do you think that they're actually doing and teaching? Now, do you know why you hear nothing in the media? about where this came from. You hear nothing in the media about the coming collapse of China. You hear nothing in the media about how their harvest failed. You hear nothing in the media about why we're not taking action against the people in the West that jumped in bed with these people when you had Fauci saying things the likes of this. We had a collaboration with some Chinese Chinese, uh, scientists. Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. And why exactly is that man still walking around? I rest my case.
1: That one, that clip you just played. I, I I don't even like what else. What kind of, as a listener, what word could you think of that he was trying to say there that meant colleague or scientist? I I, I cannot think of any word there that would mean that based on what he com uh, companion. Communist. That doesn't work. Is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because then that implies, that, yes. like, if you say, yeah, if you if you say companion, that, that, that's close, but that, that kind of, that has some uh, other meanings of today's uh, definition of that word. So it it, it doesn't mean, uh, it, well, sex partner, I guess. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything that would be benign, such as, that would be the benign one, by the way, companion, and and meaning uh, he flocked in the flowers with or something, that, you know, okay, but whatever, but communist. He knows. He knows. He knows. And you know the worst part? This is what makes them so dangerous. They know that we know.
0: Like I said, we are going to jump out of here a little bit early today. So uh, for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, please do get over there and get signed up to us uh, so you can get all of the content that we put out here every day. And you also get access to our exclusive uh, at the end of the week. Also, you get access to our news feed and we have a comment section there as well. So get over there and get signed up to us so you can get access to a lot of extra content. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates because we don't do social media around here we're spread by word of mouth so we do need your help in order to do that so if you could pass us along we'd appreciate that we're available everywhere you get your podcasts also if you're rating podcasts if you give us a rating when you get a chance we'd appreciate that as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much all right that'll do it for today thank you for being here today bruce thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a fantastic evening